there's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CAPITAL200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CAPITAL200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Three, two, one. Never has there been a better time to be alive in human history. If you're not feeling it, you must discover why. Join Matthew Bolton in developing and applying a framework of objective optimism toward a flourishing life of meaning, health, and happiness. Here's your host, Matthew Bolton. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Welcome, Mr. Brightside. I'm Matthew Bolton. So today we're looking at the question, what does health look and feel like? I'm going to refer to an article on my blog of the same name. It was written in April 2019. So by the time this is published, and it shouldn't be too far away from uh, early January, but it will be well into resolution season. And at that time, I wonder how many of us are still sticking to our New Year's resolutions. And I'm sure a lot of them have to do with health. So we might say something like in 2020, I'm going to get healthy, right? The new new year, new decade, I'm going to get healthy. But what does that mean if I say I'm going to get healthy? And that's what we want to answer today. Uh, when I think about that question, I've often thought maybe I'll just be kind of imagine myself being a little slimmer, fresher, a little stronger. And it's kind of a vague image of health. Um, so that's no good. If When people push me to say, well, what do you mean? I say, well, I mean, well, I'm going to lose weight maybe. That sounds like a good goal. And losing weight is a pretty good goal. Obviously, obesity is linked to a lot of health problems and losing weight or losing fat uh, will lead to several good health outcomes. But on its own, it's not really a full conception of what is health. Um, health is an integrated concept uh, which is comprised of multiple components and each of those require a lot of uh, or call for a lot of interrelated actions. So, Speaking of actions, then, I've often jumped straight to that, and I've defined my health in terms of that. I've said, like, okay, well, I'm going to eat better. Well, what does that mean? I'm going to drink less, or I'm going to get to the gym, or I'm going to start running. I'm going to exercise more. So, again, these are all kind of very vague things, and they still don't really tell us what health is. What does it look like? What does it feel like? And this is an important question because optimal health is arguably the most crucial component to a flourishing life. I might argue for reason or rationality, but really I have a make a good, really good case for uh, physical health because without it, we cannot produce the values that our life uh, needs, that we need to live a flourishing life. And we certainly can't enjoy the values that we do create if we're bedridden or not feeling well. Um, I've often said to my wife in times of pain or extreme uh, illness, headache or something else, uh, hangover perhaps, and I just 
talk to her. She's maybe helping me out, getting me something. And I say, "Hun, remember, health is the most important. And that's what I mean. So we must have a clear answer to the question, what is health? What does it look and feel like? If I want to look at the example of losing fat, this is an example of an inappropriate goal when taken out of the context. So it's a good goal, but when taken out of the context of the whole, it's kind of inappropriate. If I just, I would say, I mean, it's not easy, but it's relatively easy to lose weight if we attack it on a single track. If we just say, focus on, I'm going to, you know, diet and I'm going to do this kind of exercise and I'm going to eat, eat less or whatever, I can lose weight. But then you might give up a whole other slew of health benefits like mindfulness or energy or strength and a lot of other indicators of good health. Um, likewise, if you want to pursue some kind of lifting goal, I say, I'm going to get strong. Well, you could get buff, right? But by in doing that, you might uh, sacrifice some of your future. You might have it be at higher risk of heart disease by being kind of too big. Or if you're you know, I play baseball, I've mentioned on the show, and imagine I'm getting a double or turn into a triple. By the time I get there, I'm going to be breathing and I won't be able to, to make the next play. So that's no good either. In terms of diet, if you think about a diet, one diet might um, might help you achieve one desirable health outcome um, while starving your body of other essential nutrition. So while any of those things that I mentioned already would be desirable to pursue, none of them are desirable um outside of the context of the whole. They are only valuable in relation to the whole. And that's what we need to do today. We need to define the whole clearly because if it is clearly defined, we can hold the image of hold the image of what the whole is all the time and then see in our lives which behaviors fit in and which don't. So we're going to ask the question, what does health look and feel like? Before I wrote this article, I decided to do a little bit of research and see what other um, sites and other people were saying about what is healthy. And even the most official medical sites I found seem to describe good health in terms of behaviors or causes. So they said, for example, good health is the result of regular exercise, balanced nutrition, and adequate rest. That's not really a definition of what is good health. And the best I found who kind of came closer to what I would call a description of what health looks like uh, referred to things like bodily functions working at peak performance, reduced risk of injury or disease, endurance or of breathing or heart and heart function, excuse me, muscular strength, flexibility, body composition, and ability to bounce back from disease or injury. So I think that's all pretty good, but we have to do better, right? And in order to get the most comprehensive answer, answer we need, we have to ask the, mo- the most precise question. So in here, um, I thought about I don't want to just reach this kind of goal of weight loss or even some of these good ones like endurance of breathing or heart function, etc. Muscular strength on its own. I want to experience health in everything I do. So for me, the question that I ask myself and I'm going to propose you ask yourself is how do I want to experience health? How do I want to experience health in my everyday life? Now, my own answer to this question has evolved over the years and certainly has gotten better uh, since formulating the question more precisely as I have here today or a year ago, almost a year ago. But even when I had it kind of asked to my, put to myself more generally, how I used to think about it was uh, certainly when I was young, it was more about my two participation sports, uh, competitive sports, hockey and soccer. I played my whole life at competitive levels and I used to kind of just look at look at those. And if I couldn't perform the way I wanted to in those, I would know that I have to change something. But that's obviously 
very far from comprehensive, and it's not really helpful in in terms of how do I want to experience health all the time. Um, then, in my friend and I, even into our thirties, we thought we were pretty. We had a pretty well-rounded conception when we used to describe it as we want to be the guys who can carry the canoe up the mountain on a camping trip, say, and then if we need something down at the shop, we're the guys that can run down and go get it, you know, because we're we're fit overall. So this this can kind of show the point of like asking: Is a marathon runner healthy? Well, yeah, I guess so, but. Are they giving up something else? Is a bodybuilder healthy? Well, he looks healthy. Like, what is healthy, right? And, and we kind of thought, well, we're kind of both. You know, we're kind of um, we, we're um, we're strong and you know have endurance, so that's pretty good. But still, this wasn't so good because it limited the concept of health to some category of fitness or in, in physical or sport activity. And again, we want to understand how we can experience good health in everything we do. So even from sleeping to sitting, to walking, to playing the sports that we love. Everything that we do, we want to feel good and experience good health. So what I'm going to do is lay out um, a list of factors that I kind of consider in my kind of integrated concept of health. Um, This is not an exhaustive list, and it's not necessarily what your list is going to look like, but it's a good indication of what might be included in a list. And if you see here something here, that you uh, would like to adopt, go for it, right? And of course, you're going to um, take this example and then make your own kind of comprehensive, integrated concept of health. So the first one on my list is body composition. Now, right away, I'm jumping right to something that seems to be more a result than an experience. Um, but there are many health indica- indicators implied in a well-constructed body. But when I talk about the experience part of it, I mean that when I'm fit, as opposed to like soft and carrying a lot of fat, um, I look better, I'm motivated to dress and groom myself better, and I feel a little more confident in everything I do. And I mean, this is more than just aesthetic, um, and it's more than just for other people. I know what choices and work have gone into building this, and I kind of exude that mastery over myself um, in everything I do. And as I mentioned a second ago, it's not just for other people so people can say oh this guy's got it you know got it together it's even for my it's just my own enjoyment so when i'm sitting in the morning having my coffee i just feel better being in this body like than other bodies i've uh you know had and when i when i'm teaching standing in front of students and teaching i feel better um, when i'm getting ready for bed i just kind of feel better that i've you know i've built this i just love living in this body Longevity is another one. So I think that any good concept of health has to include longevity. Um, Certainly you don't think about this when you're younger, but when you're older, you start to consider it more. Um, And I would say at the current level of knowledge and science, we can, you know, I think I can rock 100, right? And I'm hoping for more. Um, I know the average age is somewhere around 80 worldwide, let's call it. Um, But certainly we can probably pull off 100 if we do well, and hopefully more. Um, I I sometimes ask my students uh, at the university, like, how long would you like to live? And a lot of them say, oh, maybe 80. And I'm always con- like taken by that. Like, what is this? Because it's just the average age that happens to be right now. I mean, I say, I joke to them that, okay, I'll tell you what, when you're 80, I'll come back and I'll ask you guys again. And then they think about it and kind of say, oh, uh, well, maybe, maybe 90, 100. Anyway, I'm rocking as long as I can. 
Um, as long as I feel good, I want to live as long as I can. I think there's, I'm just so interested to see what's going on in the world. I want to, you know, if something else is going to happen 20 years after I might have died, I would love to see that. You know, I'm going to be dead forever, so I might as well uh, go as long as I can. But the point here is that in any case, a human life is long. And if I want to talk about being healthy, like say I'm healthy, that means that I'm healthy now and in the future. And it also means that I have a future, right? Now, of course, I understand that people might push their bodies to some kind of extreme for a short-term uh, goal, like um, like a sporting competition or a movie role, perhaps. They might do things that kind of um, are counter to longevity and might sacrifice some of their longevity. And I don't think they're necessarily irrational choices, right? These could be uh, legitimately rational values. Um, I'll put this in the same way like people uh, using some of their savings to take a holiday at a certain time in their lives or invest in a business or for any other reason. Um, there's nothing, this is a, a chance to make a point that there's nothing that is a value outside of a context. So when I say savings, for example, you know, is savings good? Is saving money good? Yes, it's a good thing. It's a virtue. Okay, well, then I'm going to save. So in every instance, should I buy this or not? Well, saving is a good thing, so I should save. That doesn't make any sense, right? It's saving for what? There must be some greater goal that we're trying to achieve, and that therefore makes saving a virtue in a context. But it's not an exclusive virtue. The same thing with longevity. And for that matter, I'll just bring up the idea here that health itself is not a value outside of the context. It's only a value inside the context of a flourishing life, which is what I'm always talking about. I call myself a student of human flourishing, and I often refer to the idea of thinking and thriving, or think and thrive. So thrive is the ultimate goal we're trying to achieve, flourishing, and thinking is the ultimate means, um, which is what we're trying to do here. We're trying to think about health. Um, So I can't just pursue health kind of on a, on a single track. Okay, I'm going to get healthy and focus all my energy on, even if it is like a really great integrated concept of health like we're trying to formulate here today, where I combine diet and good exercise and good sleep and nutrition, etc. And then I achieve health. But meanwhile, maybe my career, my relationships, my, you know, everything else going on in my life has gone to crap. So health is just one component of a flourishing life. And longevity is just one component of a good concept of health. Um, But in any case, um, I take it into account when I think about everything I'm doing. So how much muscle I want to gain, what size body is best for me, uh, what what to eat and how to eat. I'm always taking my future into account. Another uh, facet here is energy. So I want to have energy to do the things that I want to do when I want to do them. And this includes... uh, Work and play, right? So um, it's nothing worse than when I'm in front of a classroom and I just feel tired, or especially if I'm in my home classes and the students are here and I just feel tired. It sucks. Like, I want to enjoy my work. And then when I do have some free time, um, even watching a, a show or something, I want to have energy for that. Everybody has likely experienced this kind of thing where you have some free time. Let's say it's a Sunday afternoon. You've got a block of a few hours and you think, okay, I'm going to watch that documentary I wanted to watch or that Netflix show I was going to watch or uh, you know, read that book I was going to read. And then you sit down to it and you just feel like you want to pass out because you're so tired and what you really want is a nap. And it sucks. Like it, you, you know, you're, 
your eyes are rolling in your head and, you, and you're just kind of frustrated that, oh, this is my free time and I can't even enjoy it because I'm lacking energy. Everything's more enjoyable when you have energy. Stress reduction. Now, mental health is as crucial to physical health, um, excuse me, as crucial as physical health to overall health. Um, but I'm restricting this discussion to what I'm going to call like psycho-emotional states. I don't know if that's the right word, but I mean things like cravings, anxiety um, due to hunger, mental fatigue, all of these things that are experienced more in a physical way and have more implications to do with physical health uh, than psychological or mental health. I want to experience my life without undue stress. And if I'm hungry all the time because of some diet I'm on, that's no good. Like if I'm and I've experienced this certainly uh, in the past I've gone to like a coffee shop with my wife and they see the cakes and cookies they have and I'm like oh my god I would love to have one of those but I, it's just not going to fit with uh, what I'm trying to achieve this week or whatever and I'm like I'm hungry and I'm craving it and I'm just denying myself and this is not like my anything to, any kind of illustration of what I think is a flourishing life um, for me I want to choose how I eat, but also not feel hungry all the time and not 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 crave all the time. And I can tell you that I have achieved that kind of lifestyle. I rarely feel hungry um, in any you know meaningful way, and I don't I don't experience this kind of stress that I'm discussing here. Mental clarity uh, is another one, and I refer to mental alertness above, but. I want to reinforce here, I don't mean just not being fatigued or not having kind of mental energy. I mean, that what is the function of my brain? I want to be in full focus. I want my brain to operate at its highest level. So obviously, psychology and mental health are a lot to do with this. And that's what this show is about, right? I mean, this show is about how do we think about our lives and how do we affect our psychology um, and, and kind of choose the proper mindset toward living a, living a flourishing life. But I'm talking more of like the physical condition of the brain um, as a result of activity or nutrition or sleep, etc. Um, and of course, uh, in this, um, mental clarity, focus is very important. So we want to take care of the condition of our brain, um, thinking about nutrition, sleep, etc. Athletic performance is another one for me. Sports are an important part of my life. They're a huge part of my life. I'm all I love it. I play sports and I'm going to play sports forever. You know, I tell I I for various reasons I don't play hockey and soccer now. I live in Korea and I've I played here for years, but at the current moment there's not the right league that fits uh, you know, a lot of factors of my lifestyle. Um, and I mentioned on the show another show that I I'm currently playing baseball. But I'm sure I'll be playing hockey again. I tell my wife, "Yeah, when I'm 60, I'll be playing hockey. Like if I, you know, maybe I'll be living in Canada uh, at some p- period in my life for certain times again. And I'll join a gentleman's league there, no problem. I'll be playing soccer again. I'm going to play ball for as long as I can. I'll be taking up golf. I'm going to do all of these things. I'm going to, I'm playing. I, the boys got to compete. Um, but anyway, uh, whatever game I happen to be playing, I always want to do well in it, right? So I want to, um, I want to take care of the the factors that uh, all of the things that make me able to physically and mentally perform well in my chosen game. I also love to run, and I do use it as a measure of my health. So what I mean is, if I'm struggling or hurting while I'm out running, then I know that I have to adjust something. Now, this is a 
time to make a point that I'm not here to prescribe anything. So even if I refer to something, some practice that I do, um, like the way I eat or the way I exercise and stuff, it doesn't mean it's right for you. Uh, for example, here, if you don't like running, don't run. I mean, there's nothing in running that's like, that's the exercise that's really going to turn your health around. And certainly it's not the big one for me, but I just love it. Uh, when I see the sun out, I just like, oh man, I'd love to get out on the road. I get my tunes on, tell my wife, I'm going out, going for a run. And I'm just flying out there. Uh, I think a lot about my blog and I think a lot about this show and I think a lot about my life when I'm out there and I just love the whole thing. So for me, to not be able to do that is no good. And um, so I want to really make sure that I am in the right shape to run. And as I said before, um, do well at the game that I choose. So whatever game I happen to be playing, whatever sport that I happen to be uh, participating in, I want to be the best at it. Um, whatever you love to do, you want to be in the best physical shape to enjoy it at the highest level possible to you. It's very rewarding to uh, see success and prowess and progress in the sport and game that you love. I'm going to jump ahead to recovery and reduced injury. So this here, along with many other things, has become uh, very apparent with age. So I'm 41 now. And when I was 20, it was a different game. When I'm 41 now, well, it's, uh, it's a lot harder to bounce back. But I do want to give you some hope in that, um, that it's really not about the age. People say age is just a number, and I am seeing that more and more. Um, because let me tell you something. When I was 30, I would go play soccer, and then sometimes it was like Thursday before I could walk again. Right, So I'd be there on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, shuffling around, hard to get up and out of chairs. It'd take me a little while to chug to get moving, and then you know you kind of <laughs> to take the first few steps. It's brutal. And then recently, though, I'm here 41, and I can play ball, and I don't even feel sore the next day. Right, So it's not about this idea that uh, people say, well, you know, you're 40 and it just happens. The things just, uh, you know, that's that's what it is. And while there's some truth in it that certain things are going to fail more than others, uh, I think mostly it's a lot of BS, right? Because I, I've been up and down over the years of my life uh, as far in terms of health. And at some points in my 30s, as I said, I was sore and couldn't walk for a while. At other points, I was not feeling sore at all. And certainly these days, I'm not feeling uh, sore after any kind of workout. It's also true that more than just uh, recovery from injury, it's also your, you increase your resistance to disease. And not just major uh, diseases, but even um, minor colds, headaches, and flus, etc. Um, uh, every year I would get a cold, like most people I think, and then you kind of get your cold, you ride it out for however many days it takes, and then you kind of become immune and you probably don't get another cold, hopefully, that winter. Well, I'll tell you what, last winter was my first winter where I didn't get a cold at all or nothing that lasted more than a day. So basically, I would get start. the symptoms would come on, I'd be like, oh, and then I would take a couple actions and snuff the thing out before it went anywhere. And the same thing has repeated itself this year. This year, I haven't got a cold yet or to the extent I started to get a scratchy you know, throat or a stuffy nose, I thought, oh, and then I took a couple actions and snuffed it out. So, you know, I haven't got colds the last couple of years. And I think I understand why. 
And but I'm always paying attention to why. And certainly, um, it's I'm constantly thinking about how can I enhance my durability and immunity in general. Medical wellness is another factor here. Um, like so, I talked about energy, performance, stress, and all that stuff, but. I'm talking about strictly medical health indicators such as uh, blood condition, heart, organ function, any of these kind of statistics you might uh, get have examined in like a health checkup. So I can talk all I want about my body composition is good, I feel pretty good here, I've got decent energy, etc. But if I go to the doctor and they say, "Oh, look, you're uh, you know I'm, you're ignoring this internal uh, this vital internal function." I have to take that into account uh, and integrate it into what my concept of health is and take action. So medical wellness. General wellness is another one. This is kind of the final one. General wellness is I'm going to call it. I want to spend all hours of my days feeling well. I want to feel good. right? So if my stomach is upset or I've got heartburn or... Um, you know, especially when I go to bed and you're trying to sleep and you have that... Um, if I'm thinking about my diet all the time, like I mentioned, I have stress about hunger and cravings. Um, this is no good. I want to feel light. I want to feel tight. I don't want to have sore muscles and joints. I want to go to bed and feel good. Um, I also pay attention to my skin. That's another indicator that can help me. Um, it can show me whether I'm eating or sleeping well. Right? Um, it's not comfortable to live with dry itchy skin um, or blemished skin. And it's certainly not appealing. So... That's something that can, my wife and I always point out, we, we really look at people, we go, they look really great. You can tell. You look at his skin. It's, it's a really big uh, tell. And it's something you can use to, to think about in your own uh, concept of health. I don't want to experience headaches and nausea frequently. I don't want to have any other minor illness. I want to feel comfortable. I want to feel strong. I want to feel in good working order. And this is, like I said, whether I'm lying down to bed with a book or if I'm lecturing in front of my classroom or I'm playing baseball and running the bases, right? Or running down a fly ball. I just want to feel great all the time. And that's what I've kind of been able to achieve. And I think uh, everybody can. So I'm going to give a couple cases in point. Um, one was, this is obviously last year. Um, and I recall this, this incident. And it was um, that I had, I have an app called InBody. And I go to the gym and there's a machine there and it gives me a readout of my body composition. So certain things like fat mass, muscle mass, fat percentage, and, and others. And one time I noticed uh, at the gym that, oh, my muscle was up. And then I had thought about it and I realized, oh, I had eaten heavier lunches that week at work. So um, I thought, well, this is good. And I didn't want to let it go. So I decided to kind of ate a little bit more, uh, a little heavier in throughout the following days, right, uh, into the next week. And But I felt a little fuller than usual, especially before bed, and that did not feel good. And I also got worse sleep. And then at the start of the next week, uh, I worked out pretty hard and I started to feel a little nauseous, like kind of like you would if you hadn't worked out for a while and did some really arduous exercise and you, you get that nauseous feeling, like overexerting yourself. But again, I, I suspected right away it was due to the overeating. Um, and the next part of this, I think I'm going to give you the next part as a quote because I think it's going to help us illustrate a couple other points. I write, in general, over the past several months, I found that eating lightly and infrequently is excellent in making me feel good in general and in staying energized. And as far as my current understanding goes, 
It seems to have longevity implications besides. My hypothesis is not confirmed yet, but this is the kind of thing I keep my eye on and experiment with. This incident has also aroused questions as to what an optimal weight is for me at my current lifestyle and activity level. So I use that example because when I, when I read that and I saw, I found that eating lightly and infrequently is excellent in making me feel good in general and in staying energized. I'm looking at today that um, these days I practice and subscribe to and practice what I what's loosely called intermittent fasting. I don't like to kind of put out any kind of names because it's like there's not like one particular way I do it, but I generally follow a principle of I, I have longer periods between eating. I eat less frequently than I used to and yeah, essentially. Um, but again, I'm not prescribing. I'm not here telling you, okay, guys, you got to do intermittent fasting. You got to exercise this many times a week. You got to do this. That's not what I'm here doing. And I don't think anybody should really do that because everybody's different. Everybody's got different body compositions and different goals and different lifestyles, uh, you know, all kinds of factors that go into what is right for you. And that's why this show in general and in general and this show specifically today is about how do we think about our life? How do we approach our our life and different goals uh, within our life, our lives? But with this one, I just thought it was kind of interesting that you know, I I operate this way. It's almost like these days I have like a different, what I'll call like a worldview or or like a probably more like a health view, if you will, uh, like a different view of what health is than what I had a year ago. Um, and I'd only started to think like that. And now I really do believe it. So it just kind of indicates how I've been, I've been thinking and then it actually has resulted in a whole new perspective and an more empowering perspective, one that's more automatized for me and results in better health for me. And that's what we're trying to do here. Um, it also just shows how different people's context can be. If I had talked to Matthew of a couple of years ago and started talking to him about intermittent fasting or blah, 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 he, he wouldn't really understand or he might be afraid of it or he might not know. So this is another reason just to kind of to warn about and certainly why I don't come out and try to prescribe anything. I'm trying to, I mean, I'm trying to prescribe a framework or a, a basic approach to how to think about things. Uh, but I think that's that's just universal given that uh, the human mind and what life requires, human life requires. Um, so that another example that I'm going to go on is related to the above one. And it's in regard to energy levels. And around that time, I found myself often tired by mid-afternoon. It's kind of like that classic, I don't know, for most people, is it the 2.30, 3 p.m. wall where you just feel like, I need a nap, right? Some people are, get off at 5 and they're like, oh my God, I got to make it through there. Well, for me, my lifestyle was more, I had classes in the morning at the university and then until the early afternoon that I come back and I have, uh, my wife and I have a, a school in our home where kids come here, kind of like a private, private classes, English classes. And they start earlier afternoon or mid-afternoon to the evening. So I come home and then I've got to do these other classes. And I was just totally like exhausted all the time and think nothing more uh, that I'd like than a nap. And that's a horrible thing to think when you're facing a few classes ahead of you. Because um, I want to enjoy them and I want to give my best to the kids. And, and I also, like I said, I want to enjoy the classes. Um, now... During the following winter break, I was uh, I kind of adopted a new eating, sleeping, exercise habits, and 
I did achieve that. I was good to go from morning to night. I would, wouldn't feel those kind of burning eyes and the exhausted body, exhausted brain. I just felt energized and ready all day. Um, but during this time that I'm talking about, the same time that I had been kind of feeling full at night and not sleeping well, um, I had felt the anguish for an afternoon nap. Um, it, had, it ruined the quality of, of the enjoyment of my teaching. It made even watching YouTube and Netflix, like I described before, like an ardu- arduous activity instead of like a relaxing and enjoyable one. Uh, and re- in something, it's supposed to be refreshing, and it was far from refreshing. Um, and I suspected it had been due to the a heavier diet I had been consuming, and certainly in uh, had to do with some of the other uh, choices I had been making recently in regard to sleep and pre-bed activity. So this, what these examples illustrate is that I have to take seriously and choose consciously to go to bed, like an hour earlier, for example, or put my phone away. Um, this is something else I mentioned on the show today, and I will frequently, the concept of being deliberate and proactive versus passive and reactive. And things like, you know, picking up my phone at night and checking out a few YouTube videos instead of putting my phone away. That's a passive and reactive um, habit. And going to bed at a later time, I have to deliberately choose to say, you know what, I know what what this means to me in terms of my following day, whether I go to bed at this time or this time. And I have to choose to go to bed this time. And of course, I also have to be conscious and pay attention to understanding when is a good time for me to go to bed. And you got to take it seriously. So what had happened is I had been experiencing my health in a way that made everything I did, work and play as I say, really enjoyable. And then I allowed slight variations to creep in and bad habits began to install themselves. And I got to be deliberate in not having that happen again. So the whole point of this show is not that my the concept of health that I presented here is the one that you should adopt. Right, um, but the point is that it's essential to think about um, your health, to be aware of how you feel and why. So you're constantly looking at how do I feel right now? How am I experiencing my work today, or my this this game I'm playing, or my my night out with my friends, or my morning or my nighttime? How am I experiencing it, and why am I doing it? You want to figure out what has led to the you know the positive health. Uh, benefits and what has led to the kind of obstruction of your health. And with that, you can develop your own comprehensive concept of, of what health is to you and what, according to what you consider, is a good lifestyle. So I'm going to put here out as a final word, uh, speaking to the what I would call the project of my own physical health, I declare that it is a work in progress. right? Um, but I also declare that it's better than ever. So if I want to describe my health at 20, I could say that I ingested garbage or I was able to ingest garbage and turn it into useful energy and I could bounce back from injury. Um, I could run, perform well at my chosen game as long as I wanted to at the high level and just, just go. But yet at 41, which I am now, I've never felt better. I've never felt better as a whole in my whole life. I've never felt uh, stronger or better put together or better from morning to night in everything I do. Uh, I've just enjoyed myself so much. I just saw uh, a meme recently that said something like, 18-year-olds, if I'm in bed by 4 a.m., I can be up for work by 6. And I was like, I concur. I remember that. I could do that. And then it said, 40-year-olds, 
you know, how dare you suggest a movie, starting a movie at 8.30 or you're crazy or something. And I was like, yep, I got that one too. My wife and I, uh, if we're if we're there at 8.30 and we finish a show, we you know, if we're watching Netflix, we'd be like, do you want to do another one? If it's an hour long show, there's no way we would do another one. If it's 30 minutes, we'd be like, okay, maybe, right? Certainly not a movie. That's insane. So given that that's my context, that I think that that's late and all that stuff, it still is true that I feel healthier now than that the 20-year-old that I was because of the choices that I've made. I would say I probably had better potential to be healthy when I was 20, but uh, I didn't think about it in a good way. And I, uh, you know, had certainly from 20 to 40, I had a lot of ups and downs in my health. Um, But now I feel better than ever. And I feel like it's here to stay because I think about it the right way. So uh, that's it for today. I want to remind you again, if you have questions about this show or any show or anything you read on the blog, um, or if you would like to suggest a guest, um, I I would really ultimately love the show to be mostly me interviewing other people uh, rather than me just speaking at you all the time. Um, If you do have questions about it, um, please send questions to matthew.asknow at gmail.com. That's matthew.asknow at gmail.com. Or always more easily, if you just go to matthewbolton.blog, visit the website, matthewbolton.blog, you can get everything, including my contact information. Um, But certainly you'll be kept up to date uh, as to what's going on. Of course, please share, subscribe, like, do all of those things. If you subscribe um, to the show, you'll, you'll, you'll never miss out on what's going on. If you share, you will help us reach more people and we will all be the richer uh, to invite more people into this conversation. I'll say one last thing to you guys, um, and it's the idea that I'm always trying to express enthusiasm uh, on this show, and I want to tell you guys that I do love living And in the context of today's show, I want to tell you, I really love living in this body. And I really hope that you can feel the same way about your own physical health. So I'll see you guys next time. Until then, be happy and be healthy. Mr. Brightside, your time out to refresh, refuel, and refocus your mind and energy toward building an optimistic framework for flourishing. Life is good. It's up to you to choose the bright side. 